up here in the attic. Somehow I find myself up here in the attic. I was just downstairs at the party, and for some reason I can't explain, all the guests have gone, and I took down the ceiling stairs, and against my better judgment or comfort, crawled up here looking for God knows what. It's dry and dusty and my nose tickles. I need a drink of water, as it feels like all the moisture wicks out of the house through the cracks at the eaves up here. What's up here but old boxes with old photos haphazardly thrown in, some bent and stuck to each other with tape? This is my old life, and I don't care to see it, and also I'm not throwing it out. Instead, it gets to be here, in storage, but in a way that diminishes its value, as if those smiles in those old photographs were for nothing. I know they were just what they, what was meant to be, because I like this most current version I'm in, except the eczema on my pale face and the sore labia for no particular reason this morning. In these boxes also, the past passengers who've ridden in my heart but got off a long time ago, I look back at these men with disdain as if they were supposed to have been perfect for me in this moment, like somehow who they were 15 or 30 years ago would automatically translate to today. What I'm looking for in these boxes is proof of unconditional love and the fact these relationships are over, evidences that this is not my reality. But the question is now, can that exist in my life, though I've never seen it? The way I sneer at them through their pictures now shows me I've not seen them with unconditional love and released them to swim just like another fish in the sea. No, I hold them here in my murky koi pond, feeling angry they can't grow bigger. Something says with sweetness, dust these images off, put them in order, in a book, in a place on your altar of your heart. Cherish the gifts they brought you, even these photographs, even as these photographs are all you have to remind you of the place they took up in your life now that they've moved on, as you've asked. And as you gather your own suitcase and pack for a trip to new lands, you want them tied up securely with string so the pages don't slip out and blow away accidentally on your future travels. It's hard to look at those past smiling faces and not feel sad they couldn't last longer. And yet there's no sweeter delight than to savor the newness of a new heart, a new face, a new vista of discovery. In January, in the long light, alone in my room with sad piano in the background, it's hard to see how the fuck that will ever happen again. But yet, and yet, 
That's the trick of winter, so bleak and stark at the surface, and teeming with juicy new possibility just below the frost line. Also, it's become clear up here in the attic that I'm not in charge of dragging the newness to myself. It will come all on its own. Last night, I got the feeling Portland wouldn't be home forever, and yet I hear no new siren song beckoning me from across the bay or the sea or the land. Solitude beckons me to come back to my room. I'm scared of being there too long alone. But why? The scariest things are those dusty boxes of history peering at me from my attic shelves. And how are they so menacing? The faint record of the love I shared as best I could, the fun I had, the adventure I went on. What's hard about that? Knowing it's done now, and the new wind of change has not blown in, and so I sit in wait, in my boat alone, a teacup in the harbor at night, bobbing slowly, wondering where I'll wake up as I pull my anchor inside the floor of my vessel. Perhaps the terror of not knowing That is what makes those old dust-covered memories so compelling. A distraction of sadness for terror. A known for an unknown.